Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about how to rethink construction projects that might have made sense a year ago, but in today's higher cost, higher interest rate environment are looking questionable. Costs are up across the board. The cost of capital has risen faster than the cost of construction, and compounding those two together makes for a massive increase in the cost of any new construction project. And on top of that, buyers are being more cost-conscious. Purchase prices have already started falling, and they're likely to continue a downward trajectory for a while. Where they're going to bottom, nobody really knows. So if you have a project that looks like the costs are spiraling out of control, what do you do? Do you simply hang on and wait for better days? Well, that's one option. But there might be additional hidden value that could be extracted. Maybe now is the time to consider value engineering the project. Value engineering is more than just being cheap, substituting less expensive components. It's an exercise in making decisions that respect the original design sensibility, but actually save money. The traditional approach to extracting more value is to increase density. That has the effect of lowering the fixed costs like land, which in a major city can be a huge contributor to the overall cost of a project, especially in high-value, dense urban environments. Increased density can be achieved through several different mechanisms. In the case of one developer, he ended up selling five townhouses built on a major street in distress because he could not make the numbers work. The buyer simply rethought the project and determined that he could add a secondary suite in each townhouse, effectively turning five units into ten. The buyer of each townhouse could then rent out the basement apartment as an income property and use the income from that square footage to offset the cost of ownership. In a matter of months, the buyer turned the project that had been a money-losing project into the hands of the seller into a profitable project, and it was a very simple, small change. In the case of another, the property was purchased with the idea of building a single-family home. The property was purchased for its land value in a hot neighborhood. At $400,000 for the value of the lot, the value of the finished product would have to be close to a million two when fully built. That number was starting to feel unaffordable given the changing market conditions. Here, too, it would make sense to increase the density. There's two options. One would be a secondary suite that comprises no more than 40% of the total area. That's the maximum allowed under the zoning code. But rather than building a basement apartment, you could effectively build a side-by-side duplex and still comply with the zoning as long as the utilities are shared. Another option would be actual subdivision, but subdivision would attract development fees associated with adding a new separate deeded dwelling to the tax base. Now, you could subdivide and build a semi-detached home. And here, too, you could further subdivide by adding a secondary suite to each half of that semi-detached. Now, you'd have four units. Now, the land cost would be down to $100,000 per unit instead of $400,000. When you build a semi-detached, the heating costs are lowered because of the party wall. There's less money spent on exterior cladding material, there's less soffit, less eavesdropping, fewer windows, and a lower cost foundation because of the shared wall. A semi-detached property is also going to be narrower, with a single structural wall on the interior. There will be less structural steel, smaller spans for the floor joists. All of that saves money. You could sell one half of that semi-detached duplex for $100,000 profit, and you would reduce the cost basis on the other half of the semi, and now you've reduced your cost even more. These are all small-scale increases in density that, in a high-cost, high-interest rate environment, have become even more important than ever. Now, you might face zoning obstacles to the higher density, 
but you can often find an example of that higher density on the same street. You can then use that as an argument that there's a precedent for that higher density and your design would in fact be in keeping with the street. Precedents can be a powerful legal argument. All developers know that lowering average cost is the result of higher density and of value engineering and using the compound effect of savings that add to each other and in some cases even multiply each other. If you design an open concept home with fewer walls, you might therefore also have fewer doors and you save money on both. Sometimes an architect will design an aesthetic that costs too much to build. Maybe you could reduce the height of the brick so you don't need a steel lintel above the windows, saving a few hundred dollars in each window. You still keep the brick, you keep the nice aesthetic, but you reduce the amount of brick and use a different exterior cladding above the windows. Now is the time to sharpen your pencil, think creatively, and pull massive amounts of cost out of your projects. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.